0: Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day.
1: Hi, it's Eleanor. And this is Kalina.
0: And welcome back to Don't Quote Me On That, uh, where we are continuing our special little mini-series about the hit HBO show, Euphoria
1: remember a couple weeks ago when I was like, oh my god, we're doing so well at, like, doing these on time and regularly, and then... I don't want to we say I jinxed us because I knew this was going to happen, um, because I've met us, at, and now we're not anymore.
0: This time, thankfully, it was more of, like, a technical whoopsie f- that was for the most part beyond our control um for the for the most part. So this is definitely not our second time recording this. We just had to take a little snack break for a couple weeks. Um we had a lot of trouble opening up a Jolly Rancher which is which is a a callback from from how this episode opens.
1: I don't think it's a callback if you haven't mentioned it yet.
0: Well, it's a callback for people who have seen it, and I don't think people are gonna get to episode eight of this series (laughs) without (laughs) at least knowing what Euphoria is.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, like Ellen said, this does open with Rue trying to open a Jolly Rancher. Um, I think that this this show is like filmed very nicely and it's very cool, but like some stuff is just so, like so like. It's almost pretentious, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think Kalina and I talked about this in the last episode, but um Rue is sober uh for this, and I believe that she's still going through withdrawals, well, I believe she is still going through withdrawals because of the very tail end of the last episode mm-hmm. uh, she got um I was going to say knocked up, but I know that's not right. She no. got shot up yes. with with drugs, not with... Anyway, uh, so <laughs> she's coming down from drugs again. Mm-hmm. And the show does this thing where, um, like, on a normal episode, it's filmed almost in, like, a dreamlike way um, because, obviously, our narrator is incredibly unreliable because she's... Mm-hmm. On opiates. Uh, but now, it's almost like painfully... Especially like this time. scene. Yeah, it's like painfully real time. It might even be slowed down because... Um, okay. You know, Ruiz not having the best time. Yeah. She does fight with this Jolly Rancher for... Probably five minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is... I guess you know it represents the eternal struggle between um, uh, being anyway and then our favorite man I couldn't think of anything for that I I came That's in That's what I was saying like guns if you blazing. isolate
1: some of this stuff right you're like the like like her her trying to open the jolly rancher is a metaphor for something and then when she finally does and, like, to be fair, I did write that as a joke, and then it came to be true because we watched her try and open this Jolly Rancher for, like, five minutes, and it's, like, a close-up on the Jolly Rancher. Her mom comes in the kitchen and fills up a glass of water, and it's a close-up on the glass of water overflowing. And I was, like, just, just dragged on forever. It's and definitely, then... like,
0: like, an Old West duel scene that yeah. has been
1: dragged out forever
0: because they don't know how to edit things yet, but yeah. between a young lady and a Jolly Rancher.
1: Exactly but then and then we get another scene and it's rue standing up by the table and you can tell it's a different day um in in between all of this we get like this this little voiceover of rue talking about like how she wishes you know she she likes with going to a hospital because they, they care about you no matter they don't know your history or anything they just care about you versus she has to with she has to go through withdrawal with her mother And then she talks about, like, you know, she goes, I wish I could say I didn't mean any of it, um, but I thought it, I felt it, I said it. And I won't get on my high horse about what she said to Ali again, but it was bad. Um, Yeah, she was not nice. No. But then we get another shot of her standing by the table, and there's a Jolly Rancher sitting on the table again. And you're like, oh, she's going to go through this again, because she, like, looks like she's, like, pumping herself up to do something. But then she sits down, and she calls Ali... And apologizes to him and they have like a little conversation and he forgives her. And then after she hangs up the phone and all relieved, she can open the Jolly Rancher. Tell me that is not just Listen, if you cut out the middle bit, that's just a short film. Actually, if you leave the middle bit in and just cut out the context, Yeah, even
0: I I don't think, like, for the most part, she talks in specifics about how she like what exactly she said to her friends or like how she nope. hurt her friends. But honestly, yeah, cut out the specifics of, you know, I hurt them yesterday when you couldn't see boom
1: yeah because yeah. she was all she talks like she talks about withdrawing which is general enough and like you mm-hmm. know we get shots of her mom taking care of her but it's all like random like and different th- times you know and
0: she like does identify her mom within the scene so like mm-hmm. we don't even need to
1: be you know have to have prior knowledge of her being with her mother it all takes place within the house like i think every shot is her in the house. Most the of it house. is like in the kitchen I yeah. think. Yeah, so like listen, that's a student short film right there. That's like a final mm-hmm. year project. Oof. There's enough close-ups for it to be,
0: you know, mm-hmm. to have that one student who's all about close-ups.
1: I don't know we know anyone like that.
0: Nope.
1: Um, also,
0: I would like to note that my notes so far have been J- Rue versus Jolly
1: Rancher and then Clina loves ali let her take this one um lovely because my note is i love ali um he comes over <laughs> after she calls and apologizes we have the little title screen and then ali comes over one night to their house to cook dinner for the bennett family but he kicks her out the kitchen and he kicks her mom out the kitchen and it's him and like gia cooking together but listen this man is so handsome and he can cook <laughs> And, he and he's the, for the only person thing.
0: in the whole series who has ever seemed to care about Gia. Uh,
1: exactly. Because Gia, understandably, is upset with Rue. And I think everyone's like, they're like, everyone's like, oh my god, Gia, how dare you? But like, I think it's very fair that Gia is not exactly necessarily happy with Rue, are the most trusting of her.
0: Yeah, like, it's, it's understandably, you know, in the grand scheme of things, Rue right now probably needs a little bit more help than Gia because she is not Mm -hmm. like actively withdrawing. But it's not like Rue was only mean to their mom and Gia had to just hear about it third hand. Gia had to witness it and was in the crossfire. And Mm -hmm. also, no one has given her a hug Mm -mm. um, the entire first season and then the entire second season, except for those creepy boys in i think season one who just wanted to get her high
1: yeah and then like and then now she's watching this this, so the person she loves her sister was mean to her and now she's watching or she still loves her and then she's watching her sister go through withdrawal that's not fun and like they're having dinner and they're talking about rehab and she is kind of obviously skeptical um, skeptical about rue like getting better and she, Gia's like you know what are the chances 5% and Ali's like yeah and Rue's mom is getting upset with Gia and Ali's like that's I mean that's fair how many pro- How many promises has Rue made to say she'll be better and she's gonna stop doing drugs Yeah, not just to Gia to you too how many times has Rue been like this is the last time and it wasn't the last time it's totally valid for her for Gia to be like maybe this isn't the last time because remember when she said that three times already and mm-hmm. like yes you need you need to have hope that your your
0: sister is going to recovery, going to get better. Mm-hmm. No offense to Rue, she has not shown that she has the desire no. to do that. Which I think, you know, is the most important part. Because she's not going to get better because other people are telling her to. Which she has, like, directly expressed in the mm-hmm. past that she is content killing herself over this.
1: Like, Shockingly, not everyone better- is content with that. Wanting her to get better and trusting and believing that she will two different things, mm-hmm. and they can exist. I'm there's and like that's what everyone treat treat Gia like she doesn't want Rue to get better. Obviously she does. It's just Rue also has to want to get better, and I don't think Gia believes that part. Exactly, like it's not this this.
0: It's kind of a bad comparison, but it'd be like if Rue was you know diagnosed with some illness that was probably going to kill her obviously you don't want to resign yourself and say oh yeah this thing is going to kill her but you know
1: like, chances after are after
0: a point you kind of need to be realistic that yeah
1: what is it uh, hope for the best prepare for the worst you know
0: exactly
1: anyway but also we're, be we're nice we're to gia head of the gia support team support group. We there. really, truly are. Well, actually, it's Ali and then us and then literally no one else, apparently.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've seen, like, two tweets that are like, Gia needs better. And you know what has a lot more engagement? The tweets that are like, maybe we shouldn't be mad
1: at Kathy. We should be mad at Oh, my goodness. I keep seeing those tweets that are like, what's your euphoria like? What's your worst euphoria take? Their cancelable euphoria take. But every one I've seen is reasonable. Yeah. I retweeted one that, like, I, I think we've said, and I agree with her heart, wholeheartedly, which was like, why is Rue's mom acting shocked that her daughter behaves like this? Like, she doesn't leave her kids uh, unattended all the time. Uh, no, no. None of the parents on this show are good at being parents. Full offense. No.
0: Like, I think, well, I think Jewel's dad is... Jewel's is, yeah, he's okay. He's he's the best of the bunch. but We don't really get to see him enough. No, we don't. I think um, Cassie and Lexi's mom tries her best. Mm
1: -hmm. She is not the best, best, but
0: I do think her heart is in it.
1: Her heart heart is also at the bottom
0: of the wine (laughs) bottle, but her heart is in it.
1: She means well. It's just yeah, her her best and everyone else. To be fair, I don't, well, I don't think everyone is doing their best except for her. But unfortunately, her mm-hmm. best and everyone else's best are very different things.
0: Yeah, she she does have some some things impacting doing her best, but like, like even, I like I would understand it a little bit more if Euphoria, at least showed us, kind of what else, Rue's mom was doing. But really, yeah. we kind of, vaguely from a song, have the knowledge that she has a demanding job. We know that they have, like, you know, money problems because I'd imagine they have a lot of medical debt. She went from being, you know, one, two parents to one parent in a fairly short time span.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, she if we've seen her at home just on the phone to somebody else more than once.
1: Spend that time making pancakes with Gia. or I found the tweet. I'm sorry. I was looking for this tweet about Rue's mom. I didn't want to misquote this person. The person said, I'm likely going to catch heat, but why is Rue's mama surprised and acting like she did everything for Rue to be set on a solid path, like she didn't rely on an 11-year-old in charge of giving opioids to her father alone and being his caretaker? That is from um, Dominion Bob on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you, And then Dominion they said, bomb. we also said this, like, did they not have any family, friends, or relatives? Exactly!
0: The funeral was a pretty hopping place. Ask one what of them it? to come over. Back or, to Le- you know, back, back if you're Lexi- already $100,000 in medical debt, spend 30000 more. Get him an aid. It's not going to make it easier to pay off. It's like, not going to make it harder to pay off.
1: Like, or Even back to Lexi and Cassie's mom. She's not the best, you could have stuck her with a parent who was there, because whatever yeah. you say about Lexi and Kathy's mom, she is there. Mm-hmm. And you know, she is an alcoholic, but she does
0: seem to, I don't want to say be smart about when she drinks. I don't think she would have been okay with Ruth stealing the opiates. And I don't think she would have stolen them herself, which is already miles ahead of 12 year old rue 11 year old rue
1: and like if she was let's say she was stealing alcohol i feel like she would have noticed versus rue's father who i don't blame him because the man was dying didn't really Mm -hmm. notice if a couple of his pills went missing and honestly
0: a drunk adult is better than an opiate addicted 11 year old which is a crazy
1: thing to have (laughs) to say (laughs) anyway we're gonna be here all day talking about that but like First yeah
0: of kind of <laughs> sense, okay Okay, but- so Ollie comes over yes they're making dinner it's it's a cute little scene um they tell rue that she smells Rue was like <laughs> but like she looks like she smells sorry yeah. she looks like she has not showered well she usually looks like she has not showered in a while it's way worse now mm-hmm Um, but it's, it's a cute little scene, um, I think, I think that puts a pin in, in Rue for now, am I right, Kalina?
1: Then we get, like, a little, we get, like, a little shot of, um, insane, the most insane person I think I've ever encountered in any sphere, and, Mm -hmm. um... And then we get Nate, like, looking at his phone, and Rue's doing the voiceover, and Rue's like, it wasn't the missed calls from Cassie that scared him. It was that there were none from Maddie, which, like, that's fair. And he's talking about how, like, Maddie's, like, what he loved about Maddie was she was so loyal. So, like, now that she's done with him, she's really done with him. And we see that she still has the, um, the CD. The tape. Yeah. Yeah, The tape of uh, his father and Jules. But, like, Nate didn't realize his whole world was imploding because when he works out, he turns his phone off. So he, like, works out and goes and has breakfast with his family. And then after this, he, like, get has, like, 70-something missed calls from Cassie, but none from Maddie. And he's like, oh, that's fun.
0: Yeah. I'd imagine he could, he could guess that uh, something mm-hmm. possibly happened between them.
1: And then we get... So then we, we're looking at, we're watching Maddie and Maddie's on the phone talking about how she wants to commit a murder and Kat's on the other end going, yeah, no, that that's fair.
0: yeah She's like, I, she, she's very specific about it. She says something like, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, plan and execute a crime so bad they're going to talk about me for, for years. I'm yeah. Like, and
1: like three times in a row Kat goes, no, that's fair. Yeah. You, no, that's fair. You, she should she not is. do it, but like, that's fair. That is fair. And then she, yeah, she she says what she says about like I want to plan like such a gruesome, or they're gonna talk about it. And then we cut to Cat, and she's in the middle of this restaurant with Ethan sitting across the table from her, just on the phone with Maddie, laughing about and imagine that she's like, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> and then the waitress like comes over and she's like, are you guys ready to order? And Ethan's like, she's on just the phone. Yeah. Well, just give us a and minute. And
0: the waitress is like, we really don't want you to have your phone, Ellie. We'd really rather you not.
1: And poor Ethan is just like... Whoa. Cat keeps talking, and Ethan goes, Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a... Um, he's like, yeah, no, <laughs> I totally understand that. And the witch is like, I'll come, I'll come back. I'll circle back around to you guys.
0: And Ethan's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then... Best scene. Insanity. So, essentially, here here's what happens. Cat finally hangs up the phone. And Ethan is like, Hey... Um, you know, I missed play rehearsal for this. I'd imagine it's kind of important. What's up? And Kat, um, like, that's really acknowledge that
1: he is missing something important. Yeah, um, he's like, y- you sounded like, you said this, like, it seemed kind of urgent when you called, and she was like, did it? And he was like, yeah, you made it seem like it was really important. She was like, oh, I don't, I don't think so. She's like, pfft. And Ethan's like,
0: oh boy. And you know, in Ethan's mind, okay, put put yourself in Ethan's shoes. Your girlfriend hates you and she's not good at hiding it. <laughs> he knows he knows a breakup is coming. And then Kat looks at him <laughs> and is like, Okay, dude, you know what? This is what you wanna hear. I know, I know this. We can like see her hyping herself up. And she says, I have a brain disease.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. The first part, she goes, I've been thinking about our relationship. <laughs> And you know, Ethan's probably, like, gearing himself up for the when we should end our relationship, right? But She goes, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about our relationship, pause. And I have a brain disease. And he goes, you've been thinking about our relationship and you have a brain disorder? Mm-hmm. And, and like, she yep. doubles
0: down. And Ethan is like, dude, look, if you want to break up with me, I get it. You do not need to invent a brain disease to be able to break up with me because I am in this relationship as well. And I know it's not necessarily going as well as you would want it to. You do not need to make up a terminal brain disease. What? Here's the key thing. Ethan says the word terminal. Cat does not say the word terminal. But Cat runs with
1: it my thing is what is her long-term plan is she gonna because she what she goes right she goes she talks about she and he's like you've been thinking about our you've got you have a brain disorder and you've been thinking about your relationship that's what you wanted to tell me and she's like yeah i just you know i was thinking about the hospital visits and i might have to you know come out of school and it's just gonna be really hard and ethan's like i feel like you're lying to me <laughs> Which, like, t- that's fair. I think Ethan and Ali are like the two people who have sense in this show, right? Uh huh. And but, like, what was her lo- was her long term plan to just stop coming to school for a while and fake a brain disorder if if he believed her? Well,
0: I think I don't know exactly where we are in the timeline, but we've got to be maybe be close to a school break or something. So I'm thinking, you know, shaves her head, and, and then, then comes goes, back oh my God, to school. It's yeah, exactly. The one thing that I will admire Cat for besides that whole scene which is comedy gold and hilarious. <laughs> she stuck to it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you know how sometimes people like when they're lying in in shows, they make like a show like of like you can tell on their face they're coming up with it on the spot. Whereas Cat's face, I have to say, the entire time was like fully committed to the bit. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite line in this is Ethan uh, she goes, yeah, he goes, I feel like you're lying to me. And she says something like, that's your experience. And he goes, no, that's that's the experience that I am having. Because he was, like, giving her an out. He was like, if you, if you want to break up, that's fine. He was telling tell so me you patient. want to break up. And she was like, oh, my God. No, I don't want to break up. Why would you say that? And he was like, fine. Then I want to break up. And she was like, oh, my God. Why am I not surprised? I like, you want to break you I have up with disorder. somebody who has a brain disease? Da, 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 da. But she, like she was fully committed to it and at the, at the at the end ethan was like okay whatever yeah i want to break up with you he gets up and leaves <laughs> and then immediately on her face she's like oh my god i don't know why i just did
0: <laughs> you could tell that she like blacked out during it but you know what no other female character no other male character no other character committed anything like she no, imagine listen, if
1: Cassie has that much say.
0: gusto in denying that she slept with Nate it'd be a whole different Ca- show
1: no one would listen everyone would have been like damn Rue's really high right now and then that would have blown over mm-hmm.
0: I also I saw one tweet that was like you know it says something that Maddie and that Maddie just believe Rue like that we should see more of their friendship. I'm not convinced they have more of a friendship. I think
1: Cassie was just that bad at reacting. Yeah, I saw yeah, I saw a lot. They were like, Oh, Rue and um Maddie are best friends. Um I like I think they're friends and like we've seen Maddie be a good friend, so I think she like I think Maddie does care about Rue. But like mm-hmm. one, to be fair, unfortunately, not shocking that Cassie did that. Like I think Cassie's not the type to betray her best friend but like Cassie sleeping with the first man who gave her attention when she was sad not surprising Believable, yeah. and then yeah also Cassie's reaction just gave it all away you know Rue could have said literally Rue could have been lying about anything else but just the way Cassie responded I would have been like no nope, if I trust Rue Thank you so much, great yep day. speaking so, of Cassie speaking go to the of household. Cassie and Lexi's got her little hair and rollers and she comes to the kitchen and her mom gives her a bowl of knives to go hide in the bushes because she's worried Cassie's going to hurt herself. And Lexi was like, are you serious? And her mom is like, yes, hurry up and go put these in the bushes. Which again, if Rue's mom had done that with Rue's <laughs> dad's opiates. See that's listen, this is further support for Rue should have gone and stayed with the Howard's. Because, like, li- listen, is this the best idea ever? Is it, like, logical? No. Is she, like, taking action to protect her children? Yes, she
0: is trying her best. And we also get just weirdly, a weirdly cinematic shot. Oh, yeah. Lexi like, just, just
1: standing in the bush. Hiding.
0: <laughs> he has, like, a, a knife block I'm just going...
1: Okay. It's not even a knife block. Her mom literally took a giant bowl That's and stuck every truth. knife they own in it. And so she's just holding this big, like, salad bowl with knives sticking out. And, like, looks like she's rethinking everything about her life, which is fair. But she probably is. She's probably and like, okay, I'm going to move out tomorrow. Rue's little voiceover transitions nicely. Like, she kind of walks us through what Lexi's thinking, which then transitions over to Lexi and Fez hanging out. And as you know, this show also is dubbed the Fezco Fan Club by me and Ella. Mm-hmm because we love Fesco and he has I think the best line and something I've said before because Lexi's talking about how like she she's worried she's writing her play and she's really worried especially with Cassie how she is now that people's feelings are going to get hurt and goes, sometimes people need to get their feelings hurt
0: which is true it's true and uh Cassie one of those people at this point
1: I don't want to, like, spoil the the play. But I will say that, like, people were, like, the characters in the show were upset about things that were happening in the play. And in Lexi's defense, like, maybe she shouldn't have put them on blast. But it's not like Lexi made up anything that, you know, it's not like Mm -hmm. Lexi was like, oh, my God, you tried to murder puppies. Like, she didn't make anything up. She just changed the names and then just wrote down things that you all actually did. Yeah. Um, honestly,
0: she made them um, just a, a little bit more vague mm-hmm. to give herself a little bit of it. There's one scene in particular that people are, we'll talk about this later, but people are always like,
1: Lexi shouldn't have put this in the play. I know it happened. But, but, shut up. Maybe she shouldn't have, the person shouldn't have done that. Did they think about that? Mm-hmm. Um, Control yourself out of carnival. And then Fez goes, you know, you should include in your play me beating up Nate, which I agree. Definitely should have put that in there. That should
0: be the whole play. (laughs) The play should just be three hours of Fez beating Nate up again. (laughs) With that just different angles.
1: So slow and really cinematic. I want a really slow cinematic version. I want withdrawal route to replay the Nate fight. Mm -hmm. Um, And And give us like everybody's thought. Yeah. Mm hmm not to jump on the train they're cute they're so cute together not mm-hmm. uh, Nate Nate beating up Fez very cute but Nate, uh, Fez and Lexi <laughs> so cute they're like they're I think part of it is neither of them like could use the other does that make sense like there's not like yeah coming into the relationship saying oh I can get this out of it you know
0: and I think it's also, um, part of it is that this is one of the first times we kind of get a deep dive into either of their characters. And I think it's just yeah. really cute that they're doing it together um, instead of, like, Rue telling us
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: about them. But Rue, I do know. They are cute. Cassie's so insane. Oh,
1: okay. I don't, I don't even remember insanity. what she said
0: um but i just wrote Cassie shut the b- bad word up challenge i don't
1: which she should I, take i don't know what she said either but what happens is we get we get another shot of Lexi back at the house and she's like knocking on their bed the bathroom door she's like Cassie are you okay because Cassie has a face mask on but then um it's clear she's been crying <laughs> because there's just tear marks through the face mask and she's lying in their bathtub just calling Nate on repeat it doesn't even ring and he's got his phone off right so it go like every time she calls, it goes straight to voicemail, and she's not even looking at the phone at this point in time. She just hangs she just up and just presses pop, again. Pop, pop, pop. Yep. And and like in in the shot we get, yeah, we probably see her call him at least six times. And like I don't get calling someone third because I think earlier Rue said something about like seventy missed calls from Cassie. He's mm. not, and after the first fifteen, I will give you. He's not answering. Stop. Call- like, even 78 texts makes more sense because you could say different things for the person yeah, to read. Cassie later. wouldn't, but you could. Yeah. Versus, like, it's not like she's leaving him a message to listen to. She is just calling him on loop in the bathtub. And then and while like, Nate's ignoring her, he's hanging out with his insane mother. I'd imagine that. Cassie is calling Nate because she
0: wants to be the one to break the news, and she thinks that for some reason this is when Nate will finally give her some emotional compa- compassion. That
1: oh yeah, she no, is I don't. I don't think she's to break the news because I figure she probably she probably texted him also. So I'm assuming the news has been sh- been shared with him already. What I think is she's probably looking for him to be like don't worry, babe, I still want to be together. Even though they like, Dude, don't weren't worry. really together I'll in the first place.
0: Beat up Maddie. No, you won't. No, you won't. You're scared of Maddie.
1: Just fair. you should
0: be. But yeah, Nate and his mom are getting drunk together at like 10 in the morning.
1: And she turns out to be awful. Which like, are yes. you surprised?
0: No. Which is shocking. She talks um, about like
1: how he's like, he's angry. And he was like, I, I wasn't... I was mad at dad. That's different than being angry. And while I appreciate that he's self-aware, um, uh, he was angry Nate with his was dad angry. all the time because he... So therefore, he was just an angry person because his dad... His anger with at his dad just motivated everything he did in his life. Mm-hmm. Fair he anger. was
0: angry at his dad. He was angry at Maddie. He was angry at that random kid that he almost killed and then uh, falsely sent to prison and then we don't talk about it anymore. He was mad at Jules. He...
1: He was just kind of an angry
0: gay. Yeah, he was an angry guy. Also, his mom goes on this little thing. First of all, she does not know Cassie's name. She's talking about how, you know, is the blonde girl gonna hang around and I like her better than Maddie. Um, I think she says something like, you know, I didn't like the girl, but she didn't deserve to be choked. And he's
1: like no Me? you missed the worst part she goes there's more she, yeah before right before that the line before that is how she basically she's saying he she appreciated nate standing she was like that's my boy standing up for his mama when yeah. he dragged maddie off in front of a group of people which that already was bad and then she mm-hmm. goes yeah but you didn't have to choke her but you know manhandling her in front of the public that's fine but why'd you choke that's her? fine and Nate's like, I didn't choke her. Which, like, Nate, yes, you did. Yeah, Just in ev- case you forgot, you
0: definitely everybody did. knows. There was no way anybody else did that to her. There was literally no point in time in which she was alone with somebody else except for Cassie. But like, no offense to Cassie, she could not strangle a dandelion.
1: Oh yeah, um, we get a shot a little later of Cassie trying to cut herself with a with a bot- like a corkscrew. Um, because Lexi had to hide all the knives. Yeah. Um,
0: also, Nate goes after his mom for acting like a drunk teenager. I don't know if those are her words, his words, or my words, but he's, he's like, Mom, you need to, like, stop acting like this. And, like, Nate, first of all, she should stop acting like that. But her, she just found out that her husband was gay and leaving her, and had to watch him pee on the floor, in like fifteen minutes. I think she's I allowed she a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think she's allowed a little bit of a of a falling apart. Um, but also, if you don't want your mom business. to be acting like that, don't drink wine with her at ten in the morning.
1: Yeah, I, I I said I felt bad for her, because it seems like she's trying to handle it, but like, it can't be easy. But then she was like, man, I really loved when you manhandled your minor girlfriend, who I hate. Mm-hmm. Um. So then I, I didn't feel bad for her anymore. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Like, some of the parents will do something, and you're like, you know what? This can't be easy for you. I feel a little bad for you. And then they're like, choke her out again. And you're like,
1: oh, well, mm-hmm. now I can't yeah. defend that. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, uh, uh, but now we're seeing, like, Nate's kind of jacked up on both sides, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Which, you know, not shocking, but I do appreciate that we're not blaming everything on Cal. I do think that um, it's heavily implied, if not outright stated, that um, the mom got, kept the baby or got knocked up, either one. Mm-hmm. Just to to kind of trap Cal. Which, you know, I feel like if that were me, I wouldn't do that in the first place. But if I had done it, I would regret it. Especially after finding out what kind of person Cal actually is.
1: Oh yeah, and that, Which, that's, doesn't she say that about Maddie? If she was worried Maddie was going to try mm-hmm. and trap Nate with the baby? Yeah. Anyway, And what she was really saying
0: there well. was, game recognizes game. It's not a good
1: game, <laughs> but... But we've been here for a while. So next, we yes. get, like I said, I mentioned, we see Cassie trying to hurt herself with a corkscrew and her mom takes it from her. And Lexi's like, well, actually, before that, we get <laughs> what I think is just hilarious. Um, Lexi's mom is, like, hanging out in the living room trying to watch her, <laughs> in her own words, she's trying to watch her millionaire matchmaker in peace, okay? And Cassie comes into the room and is like, I'm not, like... I just wanna make it clear, like Rue made it sound like we were sleeping together the whole time and we weren't. I would never do that to someone I love. Blah blah blah. And I'm not and she's like, I'm not the bad guy and Lexi says which I said she Lexi goes, You're not the you're not the good guy. Yeah. And like and then Cassie's like, I just I, I would never do that to someone I love. We weren't sleeping together the whole time. But it only happened after they broke out broke up and Lexi's mom is like, okay, like, I, like, that's not a great argument. It's the principle of the matter. And Cassie's like, what principle? And, like, and the, her mom's like, the don't sleep with your best friend's boyfriend principle. And Cassie's like, that's what I'm trying to tell you, mom. They weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. God. And then she storms off. And like, yeah, they were They, first of all, sure. Okay. If you want to get technical, they were broken up. How many times had they broken up and gotten back together before? Yeah, and even like I That's think one. according to 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 girl code or exactly. whatever,
0: um you're only allowed to go after an ex if you get like explicit permission from your friend who dated the person
1: or if it's and like- three
0: <laughs> Nate. <laughs>
1: That does are like if it like if it was like an elementary school ex, sure. They broke up like five minutes before this <laughs> happened. In the grand scheme of things, they broke up and basically the next day like Cassie was like, This is freaking. We can sleep together. <laughs> but then we get her sitting in the kitchen with a corkscrew and Lexi's talking to her and Lexi's like Lexi's like, I thought you like D- didn't like Nate or something like that. And Cassie was like, that was before I knew him. And Lexi was like, haven't you known him for a while? Because like, he was dating her best friend. And Cassie's like, not like I know him now, which just means she knows him biblically. I still don't think she knows him, okay? Because he's no.
0: Uh Nobody knows Nate. The only person who I'd say knows Nate more is Maddie. I would not say she knows Nate, Mm-mm. like, she personally. She knows how he
1: works. Yeah, I don't which think which is entirely she different. Copped on to that, and then Lexi's like, "Oh my!" God. And she Lexi's like, "When did you two start s- sleeping together?" And Cassie's like, "I don't know." And Lexi's like, "Oh my God, is that why you ratted out Fezco?" And she's <laughs> like, "No." She pulls another another one of those. Um, she totally has no. She's so bad at lying. And then Lexi's like, "That's why you ratted out Fez," and she's like, "No, it's not." And then Lexi's like, "Okay, fine then." When did you two start sleeping together? And Cassie's like, well, I don't remember the exact date, <laughs> which yeah, she definitely do. does. And then <laughs> Lexi's like, okay, well, was it before or after New Year? And Cassie goes, I don't remember. And Lexi says something like, you know, for someone so concerned with like the timeline and like the specifics. Cause remember, if you remember just one scene ago, Cassie was very clear. She was like, we, there was no crossover. And they blah, were blah, broken blah, up blah, for blah. two weeks and three days and twenty second. Yeah. Yeah. And Lexi's like, you know, for someone so, like, so focused on, like, the, the dates, I really don't believe that. And then she storms off, understandably upset because, um, yeah. well, because we all thought Cal was going to go shoot Fizz, And then, mm-hmm. you know, the cops got called. So And then,
0: I don't know if this has already happened or is about to happen, but Cassie says
1: the question, who said Nate was a bad person? That's the next one. Um which real quick, I want to say, I also like to imagine that this whole thing is Cassie, like, Cassie sitting in her room stewing, and then she comes up with a different argument every once in a while. So, like, she'll come and she's like, oh my god, we weren't sleeping together while they were together. And then her mom's like, okay, um, I just want to watch my show. You're not the good guy. And then she storms off, right? And then, like, 20 minutes later, she comes back and she's like, and also, what about Rue?
0: It's like, if you're, you know, 16, and you're dating an 18-year-old, and you really want to go I think we've seen this in a lot of shows. You really want to go to a concert, right? And uh, that would, is so far away that you'd have to be out overnight and you tell your parents and they're like, no. And then you go back and then 10 minutes later, you're like, well, it's a big group of us. And they're like, no. And then they're like, well, we'll get separate hotel. We're, like you, yeah, you have was, to go back and regroup. Yeah.
1: Complaint. yeah but she comes, she, so she comes back again and she's like, and who was it that said that Nate was a bad person? Was it Rue? Cause if you want to talk about people, bad people, Let's talk about Rue. Now, we've said what we said about Rue and her bad decision-making. In Rue's defense, she was an 11-year-old that was put in charge of taking care of her dying father. Mm -hmm. And, like, also,
0: everyone who's met Nate can be like, that guy's not right. At least Rue, for the most part, has tried to not be a horrible person.
1: And Rue doesn't, like... Inten- yeah, it doesn't intentionally hurt other people. I think she hurts other people with the things she does to herself. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like Nate has intentionally hurt other people's feelings and and On, bodies. And physically. Yeah. On more than one occasion. Rue just kinda when she flips out might go for the jugular, but for the most part everything she does is to herself, which then has a ripple effect. Yeah. And and Lexi's mom is like Rue is a nice girl. And Cassie's like, what am I and I'm not? Which, like, Cassie, if you need to hear it, no, you're not. But her mom's not going to tell her that. But her Mm -hmm. mom's like, no, it's just, like, Rue's had a very hard life. And Cassie's like, no harder than mine or Lexi's life, Rue's dad died and ours just stopped calling. I don't really think we should be comparing.
0: And, like, we should not be comparing. But also, I don't think the dad thing is the biggest concern with Rue right now. I don't think it has been for for most of the entire show.
1: And, like, like, while while the dad thing, like, and, like, I don't even know if Cassie's trying to make this point, but, like, Rue's dad thing explains her drug addiction, and Cassie's dad leaving explains why she did what she did with Nate, but, like, again, the repercussions are different. Rue doing drugs, again, does not have immediate, like, Rue, like... When Cassie decided to sleep with Nate, there is an immediate effect on other people versus Mm Rue deciding to do drugs. It's not like a direct, like, if I do drugs, this is going to hurt my mom. Now, if I do drugs and do drugs too much and overdose, that's going to hurt my mom, which is what happens. Exactly.
0: Or if I promise to not do drugs and then keep doing drugs, that's going to hurt my mom. Like, if I go and mess around with my best friend's crazy ex-boyfriend... That's gonna that's gonna leave a mark real quick.
1: Yeah, just just thinking about it is bad. Mm-hmm.
0: And then and also like, like, if you have to go to like the trauma Olympics to be able to justify your choice, exactly. you're
1: losing. That's my point. She's like sitting there and she's like, "What about this point?" And everyone's like, "This is this is t-. like I think this may have been a good point to bring up at a different time." Which I said I think we said in the last episode, like when when Rue got found out and Jules came and told her mom that she was still doing drugs and she told jules like you love being loved and you know there are like stuff about the train like all that stuff she was saying rue had i think rue had a good point and her problems had mm-hmm. merit not the time to bring it up same thing with cassie like yeah obviously your dad not coming and not calling and leaving is sucky and like may have led to what happened now but like now's not the time to bring it up when you're trying to justify You're, like, just because you can make a link between why you're like, why you acted the way you did, doesn't make it an okay action. Exactly.
0: And, like, if you knew that your dad, like, impacted you that much, don't sleep with Nate (laughs) (laughs) over
1: it. Even if you didn't, just don't sleep with Nate. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, also, she's, like, it's fine. And, like, she's just trying to convince everyone that it's okay including herself at this yeah. point but like if 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 you thought it was okay you guys wouldn't have been sleeping together on the DL. you would have been open mm-hmm. about it. you would have been a little cautious perhaps and like you definitely wouldn't have been flaunting it but like you wouldn't have been like you can't hide something because you know it's not gonna go over well and then be shocked when everyone finds out and it didn't go over well yeah like they were intense about making sure nobody knew
0: Anybody's guess as to why? Surely not because it's the worst decision somebody could make. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the worst
1: decision somebody could make, Nate. Oh wait, sorry. There's a few more points Cass- Cassie brings oh, up. I just please. remembered. Cassie says to Lexi um, after the when she's like, what, "Yeah, whose okay. life's no harder than ours?" And she's like, and then she says to Lexi, um, "And you're just a loser." Who doesn't have any self-respect? Because if you did, you'd stop hanging out with with Rue because she treats you terribly. Which again, another one of those points. Which like, and I, you know, I'm I'm a supporter of Rue, but like, yeah, Rue's not necessarily the best friend to Lexi. Uh-uh. But like, not the time to bring it up. Don't don't say it. First of all, Lexi hasn't said anything to Cassie this entire her entire rant. Lexi's yeah. just in the room and she's like, yeah, and you should drop Rue. And Lexi's and then it just ends with Lexi and Cassie's mom saying to um. Cassie, I never said you didn't have any self-respect, and Cassie's like, "You don't have to. I can feel it." And then she storms off, which like, you don't, you don't, and she knows she doesn't. But like, she didn't. Yeah, like if you're gonna pick a high horse, pick a better one. I know Cassie doesn't have any, but like, that's the thing is she's like picked her high horse, but her high horse is so short. She's like really digging pony. Yeah, she's digging really deep to get to everyone else. Like I said, just randomly, Lexi, who hasn't said anything in this whole conversation, she's like, "Yeah, and you? Why you're stupid for being friends with Rue? I mean, mate, perhaps she is, but this is not this. This has nothing to do with anything, and that's certainly not nearly on the same level as you sleeping with uh-uh. your best friend's insane ex boyfriend. Like,
0: yeah, Rue, bad friend, I think." And, you know, we learn this, especially in the next episode, when we wasn't on drugs, she was a pretty good friend. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not like she was horrible to... She was a horrible friend, and then it just got worse. She was a pretty good friend. And then, you know, some, some things happened that kind of understandably changed how she was acting. Not... It, you know, we're not excusing it, but, like, understandably,
1: a lot happened. And if Cassie wants to bring up the whole our dad left and this decision I'm making is fine and those two things are related. Okay, then Rue being a bad friend is technically quote-unquote fine because her dad died and now she's addicted to drugs. There's a clear correlation. We've made it. Yeah, You're making it. Why can't Rue make it? And also, like, if we really want to get to the nitty-gritty,
0: Rue is is worse because she has absolutely no ability to reconnect with her father. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You could run into your dad Wherever he... You probably won't. I am aware of that. He seems to, you know, is pretty content with his abandoning of you. But it is still possible for you to reconnect. Homegirl's
1: dad is just up with Jesus. Also, you know what? Your dad, um, and, you know, funnily enough, your dad and Rue have something in common. And I feel like you should be Mm. a little bit more understanding. Yeah. Anyway we get a few more scenes um not terribly interesting we see maddie babysitting maddie's obviously sad which is fair and she um, ends up talking to the the mom of the kid she's babysitting and the mom's like oh i that happened to me and maddie's like oh my god your best friend slept with your ex-boyfriend and she goes no 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 i was cassie and maddie's like don't tell me that i like you please don't tell me that um and and then then at the the end the mom Oh, the mom says something about how she did it
0: multiple times, and the yeah Maddie was like, "You did it to multiple girlfriends," and the lady's like,
1: "No, no, no, no. no don't worry." Oh yeah, and like, she does have a good line. Play for that. That I think sums up Cassie. She goes because Maddie's asked her why she did it, and the girl goes, "He just gave me the right amount of attention at the wrong time," which is exactly what happened to Cassie. It, not mm-hmm. not to jump to Cassie's defense, but th- that is the one thing I will say. It was just kind of you know it was the wrong place wrong time she was in um and then at the end maddie's like did your friend ever forgive you and the mom's like oh yeah no she never spoke to me again (laughs) which i think is what we should do to cassie yeah but then we get to the best person in the whole show his name is fizz and i love him yes And he and Lexi, we jump back to um, Lexi hanging out at his house, and at the end of their last conversation, they were talking about the movie Stand By Me, and he was like, my grandma has it on DVD, because of course she does. And Lexi's like, should we watch it? And then they watch it, so now we cut back to them. They finish watching Stand By Me. He's pretending not to cry. (laughs) The two of them are singing along to Stand By Me. And then he holds her hand, and then I was sad for a while. In a good way.
0: They are. They're really sweet. And, like, Lexi needs somebody who's not insane crazy. Mm. And, like, it's not a great sign. We love Fez here. It's not a great sign that the neighborhood drug dealer is the most stable person (laughs) in your life.
1: Oh, I know. He has a heart of
0: gold. But also, you should have a mom. He's just... He's just so nice. And then... Also, just real quick, I yeah. don't, I don't think we're supposed to know how old he is, and I think they've definitely aged him down since the first season.
1: But like, we're just—he could, he could, yeah, he could I, be I think, twenty-five. He could also just be eighteen. I think he's a couple years older than Rue because I know, like, he—I, I know it's been brought up that he dropped out of high school, but I get the feeling like he would have graduated already had he not. You know? Yeah. So I do think he's. He's definitely in his 20s, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always confused about his age, too. And then, so while they're singing Stand By Me, Faye is, like, G-chilling, watching the two of them. Um, understandably a little... I don't know if she's confused. She's just looking at the two of them. If I were in the house, I'd also probably be looking at the two of them. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Um, And then she goes to take the trash out while it's raining. And her boyfriend is outside. Um, At first, I didn't realize that was her boyfriend. I was like, why are you going to this strange man who's called... He's, like, standing... Because Ashtray has cameras around the whole place. So he's, like, standing in... And you realize he's standing out of view of the camera. So he's just standing in, like, this alleyway behind the trash can. And he's like, Faye, mm-hmm. Faye, come over here. And she's like, what? And okay. he starts... <laughs> she starts talking about how, like, he's going to... He's like, I'm going to come over and talk. And I just need you to not say anything. But I'm going to start talking to Fez one day. And I just need you to just be quiet and don't say anything. And she's like, are you working with the police? and she oh she goes so are you cooperating with the police and he goes i don't know if that's the right word but i'm helping them out and i posted this today so everyone go check it out on our instagram it's don't quote me don't quote us on that but um it reminds me of the key keegan michael key did a it was on snl and he did a rap disc sketch where um in the song he goes he goes what are you mad at me because i i talked to the police because i didn't i didn't tell the cops nothing and then he goes, because the cops already knew stuff. I just told them they was right. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what Fay's boyfriend does. He was like, listen, I didn't tell them anything they didn't already know. They already had a whole bunch of stuff about Fez and Mouse. So I just just confirmed what they already knew. That's, <laughs> um, <that's, laughs> they just said things and I, means. I nodded.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I appreciate that he's trying to to spin it in a light that works best for him. I don't think it's
1: necessarily working. And Faye's like, what are you? Are you insane? And then she goes back inside. And then you see her looking at, at uh, she looks at, like she says something to ashtray. And then she goes and stands in the bathroom. And she kind of like looks out. And I guess she's like looking at Fez. Um, And then him and Lexi are having a little chit chat. And he's like, don't worry. If your plays anything like the movie Stand By Me, it's going to be great. And she's a little teary, and she laughs, and they they have a nice little moment, and then we get to the scariest sh- scene in this entire show. No, nope, actually, then
0: over. then the episode just ends right there. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: there's nothing else that happens. We there's nothing else actually. they so cute.
0: This one's just a
1: 37 minute episode. Um. So my my note Maddie... is Nate is insane. I know I've said that, but Nate is insane. <laughs>
0: Maddie gets home from babysitting,
1: and she does not see this.
0: But we see Nate, who I believe is on her bed. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but she does not You're see sitting him in a chair next to the bed. In a, in a chair next to the bed. Thank you. Um, N- Nathaniel has a, a a g word. A, a gun. Um. And Maddie is just going about her business. And then, you know, shockingly, she runs into Nate um in her own bedroom where she should not be accosted by a gun. Um and Nate very nicely is like, "Hey, Madster, I would totally appreciate."
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> talks like Donald Duck
0: (laughs) he's like hey remember me from before I would love to get that tape back and Maddie's like
1: you know I would love to give it to you the the worst so when we see Nate we come into Maddie's bedroom and what it is is a shot and half of the shot is like Manny, Maddie's like vanity, I guess, with a little mirror. So it's in the mirror we see Nate sitting in the chair, and then the other half is like we're looking a little further into the background of the room, and like she's in the bathroom and she's like putting on her little house clothes. So it's just like real time of her getting dressed and like getting you know relaxed to be in her house, and Nate just mm-hmm. sitting there staring at her there's no lights on it's raining outside like it's just dark in this room
0: he is just the most insane I just
1: <sighs> and she comes out the bathroom and like we're still seeing him sitting there and she just doesn't see him till like the very last moment and like I just think you showing up at, with before she knows why he's there someone showing up at my house with a gun for any reason is is bad
0: I definitely can say with a hundred percent confidence I would not appreciate that happening.
1: Like, even if he was coming to be like, I'm so sorry, babe. If he had a gun, I wouldn't feel great about it.
0: mm -mm. I might might ask him to to vacate the premises.
1: And then he puts the gun to her forehead and forces her to lay down on the bed. And then he, like, lays over her and then puts the gun to his own head and then starts, like, clicking through the empty chambers. Mm -hmm. three rounds yeah because like because he asked for the cd and maddie's like i don't have it i don't know what you're talking about so then he does this and he's like putting it to his head and then maddie understandably freaking out and she goes and then she tells him where it is she's like it's in my purse and then he goes and gets it out of her purse and she's on her bed crying because he just did all of that Mm -hmm. and then he's like i'm sorry i was joking you were what no you were not he was like, there's no bullets in the gun. How was she supposed doesn't to know make that? It, even if he's telling the truth, which he
0: is not because he never is, that's not a comfort. I'm, I would not hear that and be like, oh, well, then that makes you threatening to not shoot yourself on top of me so much better. Why don't we get
1: back together? What you know, like what? What did he? Oh say? my god! I I'm he... not traumatized anymore, homie. Get professional help. Get a therapist, and then
0: he just leaves. Yeah, and then he's just like, "Okay, bye, bye. Th- thanks for the ni- nice
1: chat. See you later." And then Poor he goes to Jules' house, Maddie. and he calls her, and Jules is like understandably, I don't want to see you. Oh, I forgot to mention this earlier, because I really like this, is Rue's doing her little narration, and she's like, Jules and Elliot, and we get, like, the shot of Jules curled up on her bed looking sad, and then Rue goes, actually, I don't want to talk about Jules and Elliot. Yeah. And then she moves on to talk about Cassie again, which I thought was nice, but now we get to So, you know, know it's Jules. bad when you'd rather talk about Cassie? So, yeah. Sorry, Cassie. Sorry, Cassie. Um, I do think that, like, kind of lends to some of the clarity Rue's getting with with her withdrawal, though, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, then he goes to Jules, and he's like... He, Nate goes to Jules' house, and he calls her, and she's like, I don't want to come see you. Bye. And then she hangs up the phone, and he texts her, and he's like, I'm out front. Um, I, I It's about you and my dad. You're going to want to hear this. So then she gets in the car with, like, a box cutter up her sleeve, because, um, as we've established, Nate's insane.
0: Yeah, and, like, no offense, you... Bringing a box cutter to a car with a singular person should never be the smart decision. Unfortunately, it was. Nate's involved, so that is the smart decision.
1: Oh, Although, don't worry,
0: thing- it doesn't have any blades in it. Like,
1: that makes it better. That's a, that's a joke. It probably <laughs> does. Um, and she gets in the car, and he offers her a car beer. And so I said, mm-hmm. I guess he's a gentleman. Um, he, he, he definitely
0: has manners in, you could argue that he was taught how to be respectful of women, taught, not that he learned it, but that he was taught.
1: And then he's like, he starts to apologize. And Jules is like, I don't want to hear this. And he goes, yeah, but you're going to want to hear what I have to say next. So you're going to have to sit through this. And like, if you have to hold someone hostage to apologize, it doesn't count. Mm hmm. It's funny that Eleanor said he's a liar because the scary thing about him is I don't think he ever lies. Like I, I was thinking this with the choking thing. He definitely lied then, but also I'm not entirely convinced he hasn't convinced himself that's not what happened.
0: Yeah, Nate. Nate is almost truthful
1: to a fault. He's kind of like, I. You know, he's he's like I only choked her a little bit. It wasn't that. You know, like I'm pretty sure he's convinced himself what he did wasn't really choking her. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't that serious. But, like... It definitely, you know, yeah. And then he says this to her, because at the end, he apologizes, and then he gives her the little disc, and blah, blah, blah. And Jules is like, so are you a good person now? And he's like, oh, God, no, no, I'm not a good person. <laughs> and then... So, like, we we love a self-aware oh, oh, king. Yeah, don't worry, I just jokingly threatened my ex's life 20 minutes ago. So, definitely... God, you should have seen what I had to do to get this for you. But here you go. Here's a video of my dad's penis. Remember? (laughs) And then as she goes to get out the car, he's like for what it's worth, everything I ever said was true. Which means like he was in love with Jules, which like we all knew that. But like that's the the worst part about Nate is that everything he said was true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then he manages to get even worse. Which I I know you all are shocked and didn't think it was possible, but my man just, he he believes in in testing the limits, you know? Setting Mm -hmm. the standard. Setting the standard for crazy behavior. But you know what? At least he's known for something, I guess. So Jules gets out his car. And Jules tells him while she's in the car, she's like, I brought a box cutter here with me. And he's like, that's that's smart. That was smart. Um, and then he calls Cassie, who picks up on, like, the second ring. If I called you more than ten times, (laughs) and mind you, Cassie's probably called him about two hundred times at this point, and you didn't answer, and then you call me back, I'm not picking up on the second ring. But she did. She did. Of course she did. We are not surprised that Cassie did.
0: Um, and... I don't remember much of their actual conversation.
1: No, I just said she seems to think they're like Bonnie and Clyde, like it's the world's mm-hmm. against them and they need to, to shoot their way out.
0: But the like, he does not even like her, her
1: very much. Y'all just suck. And like, y- you all put yourself in that. but If the world is against you, it's your own fault. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the world is against you
0: as the world is um, they realize that they're not great people and are giving understandable pushback to that
1: yeah are the worlds like um i think this might kill you maybe don't do it and she's like what Mm -hmm. do you mean what you're oh my god that sign won't stop me because i can't read yeah how dare you You don't want me to be happy you're gonna be happy for five minutes before you die Mm -hmm. but sure go off anyway he tells her to pack a bag and he's coming to pick her up and then she just moves into his house goes And also, there's one scene where
0: I think, I genuinely think Cassie thinks that this is the height of romance. It's not. But they're talking and basically Cassie says, I ruined my life for you.
1: That's your own damn fault. One, you didn't ruin your life. You just showed everyone you were insane. Two, even if you ruined your life a little bit, no one, he didn't ask you to. Mm-mm. You could not have cared less whether you did or whether you live or die. Really. Well, so
0: you're seventeen. You you don't really have a life to ruin at this point. No. And one... even if it was ruined forever.
1: That... And you, she you didn't did ruin that. it for like. If you think about it, realistic, she she didn't ruin her life for him. Like, if you want to take, oh, I ruined my bet. You know, my friendships because like mm-hmm. no one in that friend group is gonna take her back. You know. No, because it's not just like oh she ruined the friendship with Maddie. It's not like Cat's ever gonna talk to her again. But like you didn't do that for him. It wasn't. It wasn't like. And it wasn't like you went and and, purposely, ended your friendship, so you could sleep with him. You ended your friendships by sleeping with him. You know who you slept with him for yourself. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Cassie is delusional and then she
0: like hits and like not even in the, even in time, the fun and then, way
1: and then I guess she's like that's fair. that's all we need now we're living together
0: yeah, just in his house. Nate's just he I I appreciate that he does go all in and now he is the man of the house and going all in on that. I guess in some way I admire that he. You know commit has a lot of yeah he commits
1: not to women but to, to the bit him you know how we're like you need to commit to the bit and his bit is being insane <laughs> he's committed to it <laughs> he
0: really he truly is more than he was committed to maddie or cassie or any anything else in the entire world
1: we brought this up early because i always forget this is at the end of the episode But this is when we get back to Ali and Rue's dinner, which I'm glad because in the last episode, I was like, this is fascinating, Rue running around town and evading the police. But like, also, I want to know what's going on because she dropped that bomb about Cassie and Nate and then just we had to watch her run around town, which Mm -hmm. let me tell you, not nearly as entertaining as uh, Maddie went threatening to murder Cassie. (laughs) So like, I'm glad this episode we got like a little bit of Rue. Clearly, she's doing better. Not, Not great, but like she, you know, she's on her on the path to recovery let's see what the aftermath of everything else was so we get back to rue and ali and her mom and sister having dinner and that's when Gia's like you know i I, you know yeah sure it'd be great if she gets sober but like is she really going to and i think we've brought this up before but i think her wanting to go to rehab makes the difference because when i watched this the first time i was like oh you, you would think her going to rehab after her od you're like why are you doing drugs again but it's not like she volunteered to go to rehab, you know, she if she had an OD'd, she just would have kept on trucking along, doing drugs. Yeah, like how she had been. Or the if
0: night. her eleven-year-old sister, who w- or not eleven, however old she was, too young, okay, mm-hmm. wasn't at home at the exact same time,
1: she'd just Should be, be dead. dead. Well, I guess you can't do drugs if you're dead. You know what? Good. Point. That's the lesson for that's the lesson for for this episode. Everyone can't do drugs if you're dead. But that's not
0: a good thing. We we should clarify. Are lessons
1: ever good? They're just factual. I, you know what? You got me there. Thank you. you. Can't do drugs if you're dead. Um. Then we get a cute little scene. is like, can I sleep in your bed tonight? And Rue's like, sure. And then I got sad because I can't share a bed with my brother because he's Bigfoot. And I think I'm Bigfoot in training. So we can't comfortably fit in the same <laughs> bed. But it it was very cute and then rue says i feel like i don't know anything about your life anymore and gia goes i'll catch you up when you get back and then the last part of this episode makes me sad so we're just gonna say the episode ended there what's the very last part you hear her mom on the phone with the rehab center and the rehab center is saying yeah and then her mom starts crying crying and saying that her baby's gonna die yeah the the show ends with rue and gia
0: going to bed Having a nice little moment and Gia finally getting a hug. And I do believe that next week is the start of the play, but I might also be wrong.
1: I, th- I, I believe think so. Is. Cause the next episode's called the theater and it's double. So I'm going to yes. go out on a so,
0: one here. We will be back probably next week. We're not going to promise that now. Nope. Um, <laughs> with lexi's play and it'll be a lot
1: but it'll be worth it it most certainly will it i i do think it is if you thought these were funny episodes it gets so much better. so
0: much better or so much worse just depending on um what for? kalina has to sit through or what i have to sit through with her
1: Yep.
0: no telling what will come out of our mouths no problem
1: with this but uh, we will see you uh, next week.
0: Yes, I have been Eleanor.
1: I've been Kalina. And this has been Don't Quote Me On That. Thanks for listening and Don't Quote Me On That. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today.